I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. So you know how occasionally you will say something and I kind of stare back at you blankly because you're just a a tad bit older than I am and I don't know what you're talking about? So basically all of our conversations? (laughs) Not all of them. A lot of them you and I track on the same things. There's just a few things where I'm like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) And and I know inherently when I do that every time, it makes you feel like you're about a thousand years old and you're like inching closer to death at an exponential rate. I'm working on a, a spreadsheet with a coworker of mine. We're trying to figure out something going on. And basically with Excel, if something doesn't work, it gives you like an NA. And um, as I'm looking at all of the NAs of all of the things that are broken in our spreadsheet, I start singing Master P. Oh, no. And... and she just was like i don't know that song and i'm like how do you not say how do you not make them say uh like what is happening someone doesn't know that song she didn't know that song how it's one of those where like she is like maybe two or three years younger than i am that's no that's no excuse that's no excuse (laughs) that song that song transcended time. Like, it's still actively mentioned. There's no way you missed that. It felt like it maybe it was a me problem at first, but I think it might just be a her problem. Because I, <laughs> we were working on another thing today, and through a roundabout chain of events, I ended up singing Ghetto Superstar, and she didn't know that song either. Apparently, she's just not well-versed in her 90s hip-hop. Or I am old. <laughs> Both of those things can exist at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Two, both both statements are true. Simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it did make me feel ancient. It's like that meme. I don't know if you've seen it. Okay, so there's like two photos. One of them was The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. And the second mm-hmm. one was um, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. And basically, the the first section is what you thought Zelda was 20 years ago versus what Zelda actually was 20 years ago. (laughs) That's true, though. And, like, thinking back to the Master P thing, you're thinking to yourself, I remember very vividly watching that video nonstop because it would not stop airing on both MTV and BET. Like, it was larger than life because, okay, it's like a basketball thing. There's a slam dunking gorilla. (laughs) The video was so weird. I rewatched it because I it was again like I hadn't seen it in, like fucking twenty years. It still rules. We had a giant gold tank and Mystical was rapping while sitting inside of a basketball hoop. Like, and he's rapping like ridiculously hard and loud about how they were true soldiers and they don't die. But he's sitting in the basketball hoop. Like, no one thought that like all of your words that are coming out of your mouth and all of this energy is completely undone by the fact that. You're very short, and he sat you inside the hoop. Like, he's not hanging off the side of it. He's not on a tank. Like, that might be one of the greatest music videos of all time because it makes no fucking sense. Shaq is in the crowd. He's all like, oh, my God, how are they doing this? Like, it's so much fun. (laughs) And that's what I love about it is just, like, there's so much weird shit in there, and it all just goes unnoticed, and it's not played for laughs. It's played completely straight, like, They're just doing gangster shit in this video, and it's fine. 
I guess that's why I'm baffled that she somehow missed that, only because even with the age, I thought it was everywhere. Or I don't know if she had those parents or like, okay, she wasn't allowed to watch that kind of stuff because, well, I did not. <laughs> well, and that could be it, you know. You, as a person, you like what you like and you, you seek out what you like and what you don't. So, like, in all reality, like, it's not a shame thing. It was more just like in that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so old. <laughs> How can you not know that this was a thing? Like, I thought this was a cultural moment, but I guess, I get it's either, I guess it wasn't or like different cultures exist or I'm, you know, a pile of bones just. <laughs> waiting to be blown away in the wind. Again, both of those things can be true. (laughs) Oh, man. This intro was an intro. Let's just cue the theme song and get on with it. Everybody, you're listening to Talking Like a Teen, the podcast where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. I am here with the Jack to my Daxter. Aw. <laughs> the Ratchet to my Clank. Did Spyro have a sidekick? Uh, Spyro had a sidekick. He had a little firefly named Sparks. All right, so the Sparks to my Spyro. Hell yeah. <laughs> How you doing, I? <laughs> I am doing just fine. How are you? I am annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess a quick peek behind the curtain, because, like, I'm going (laughs) to, we're going to edit the shit out of this. Uh, To get to this point, it's taken about 35 minutes, just because the world at large is fucking loud and annoying. And, like, y'all need to calm down. That's it. That's all. I'm done. I (laughs) joked about this on a recent episode of Adrian Has Issues with this uh, musician, Lacey Johnson. We were joking about the fact that those first few concerts truly post-pandemic and how chaotic of a time it's going to be just for the sole purpose that, like, people really haven't been out in that much of a capacity in a very long time. Uh-huh. People are going to go ape shit. And that's the part I'm actually kind of worried about because I'm feeling like if the last four years in that administration didn't destroy the world, um, people's propensity to just while out at all (laughs) see like that would be something i would do like okay so if they're like hey pandemic's officially over covid's been eradicated we survived so if i decide to go outside and start blasting make them say uh and like you know start slam dunking and like start rapping with this giant gold tank in the parking lot like i do that (laughs) oh man but since we cannot the only course of action we have is to sit home and play video games. Um, more specifically, right. talk about our favorite games. <laughs> Don't be worried about the fact that like we had to take 30 minutes to get here. Um, you would think being on a deserted island would not be so noisy. That's right. See, we need to get to the deserted island. We need to make this premise real. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So, last episode, we discussed uh, the idea of, okay, well, actually, really presented this idea. If we were trapped on a deserted island, 
um, and somehow our video games were with us. For each console, what's the one game we would bring with us? So we had so much fun, and the list was much longer. So, you know, we broke it up into two parts. And this one is going to be really interesting because we got all of the huge, like, major consoles that you and I play together out of the way. Yeah, we got all the Sony stuff out of the way. Now it's just weirdness. (laughs) (laughs) So you and I talked a little bit in putting this together about what sort of consoles that you and I had both played. And as far as Game Boys, you and I dabbled in the Game Boy Color Advance era of handhelds. Right, because you did not own an original Game Boy, correct? My brother had an original Game Boy. Okay, but that's not one that you played yourself. Not very often, no. You had a Game Boy Color, right? Yes. What was your color? I had the translucent purple. Oh, nice. I had the teal. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Part of me wanted the yellow one just so I could actually play Pokemon Yellow on a yellow Game Boy, but the teal was (laughs) like the one I wanted because as a child, I'm like... Teal is the greatest color ever. Please put that in all of my eyes, please. Well, and that like whole like translucent plastic letting you see the guts of shit. <laughs> uh, that was such a that was such a thing. It really Why? was in like the late nineties because like the Macintosh computers didn't they also do that same thing where they also did that same thing, yeah. And I think N sixty four. Wild masterpiece, like make him say, uh. <laughs> Tech companies were like, hey, do you want to see the inside of our shit? (laughs) (laughs) But it's not, it can't be clear plastic. It has to be like purple tinted plastic. I feel like if it was like a clear plastic, like truly just like see-through, people would have freaked out. Yeah. People would have been like, oh my God, I'm going to break this. I'm like, (laughs) it's still the same material, Doris. Like, relax. (laughs) But if you tint it purple... Then it's just a vibe. So if we press the buttons, I will kill Pikachu! (laughs) (laughs) Doris, very sweet lady. Not great with gaming, necessarily. The see-through controls kind of confuse her. We thought it'd be a nice birthday gift. We probably should have just got her the regular one. I'm sorry, Doris is a little... She's a little wound up. Oh, Doris. (laughs) Such a a pure soul on Doris. (laughs) I couldn't catch his fucking meal, too! <laughs> so speaking of, I guess I guess spoiler alert. Um, for my choice for this this subsection, I did go with Pokemon Yellow because that shit fucking rules. God damn it! <laughs> Actually, if you want to go through uh, again, since we're old, I feel like now we're gonna have to like overexplain everything because Pokemon Yellow was a part of the Red and Blue era. So it was like a remaster before remasters. It took the core game of red and blue, but added a dash of the anime to it. So instead of getting like, instead of going and like picking your, your starter Pokemon, like your starter Pokemon was Pikachu. Um, like the show, Pikachu refused to be in his little Pokeball. He would follow you around. You could like interact with him and stuff. Some of the story beats in the game were changed to be more like the show. And I don't know. It was just cute, man. That whole like pack bonding with your Pokemon thing. I think having having the option to have like Pikachu follow you around. Like it makes you attach to him so much more than just like Bulbasaur in a Pokeball. Hey, 
do not insult my beautiful plant-based son. I love Bulbasaur with all my heart. Um, not to sidetrack us completely because it's not actually a sidetrack. Um, there's a a Twitter thread going around right now that was like, name name your four favorite Pokemon. Don't be ashamed. And I'm like, I don't need four Pokemon. Like, it's just Bulbasaur. He's just the best. <laughs> everybody, everybody gives him shit, but Bulbasaur just rules. Because Bulbasaur, he wasn't setting things on fire. And I'm not trying to necessarily talk shit about Squirtle because you know what? He was just a product of his environment. <laughs> but like, I just love the fact that all the starters, it's like, okay, Pikachu was just, you know what it was? Pikachu, I almost feel, and this is hot take of hot takes. Mm-hmm. People like Pikachu because the rest of the other starters were too real. Charmander was <laughs> abused and neglected and left out to die. Which is why then it had trust issues. It was very maladjusted. It took a very long time for the bond with Ash. Mm-hmm. Bulbasaur was pressured by the rest of his kind to evolve. And he just wanted to stay what he was. And they gave him shit for it. Squirtle was in, uh, in the fucking crypts. <laughs> <laughs> I figured because he's blue, he was probably oh gripped out. They they were running game like they were legit, like a like a street gang. What what cracks me up is like yes, you had the the gang of Squirtles, but like just imagine like the most like thugged out fucking turtle you know who goes to attack you and then just shoots bubbles at you. <laughs> Could you imagine walking home one day and also a squirtle squirtle snatches your chain and slaps you like <laughs> takes my ass out with bubble. <laughs> Meanwhile, they evolved to where he gets two massive water jets that could drown and kill somebody. That is true. Blastoise rules. Like he could shoot I don't think really had all those problems other than just not wanting to be in a Pokeball. <laughs> Pikachu's like the golden retriever. <laughs> As opposed to like getting a like messed up rescue dog. Hey, nothing with rescues. <laughs> you know us. This is a rescue household. Hi, this is Adrian from Talking Like a Teen. Reminding you, adopt the rescue dog today. For real. If you're going to get a dog, get a rescue dog. We got too many dogs running around needing homes. But yeah, like I feel like the Pikachu, the Pokemon Yellow was fun, but I also like the idea of starting off with the starters because it drastically changes how the game is played until you get the other Pokemon. Yeah, because like if you pick Charmander as your starter, like you're basically playing on hard mode for the first like 10 to 12 hours of that game. Yeah. And I'm lazy. I never play on hard mode unless I have to. So fuck that shit. <laughs> I was definitely a red and blue, which we didn't get green, which is weird. When they remastered red and blue, it became red and green. It's like leaf green now. Oh, sort of like, the hell with you, Blastoise. You suck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he was reformed, all right? He lived a life of crime. <laughs> he paid his due. He paid his debt to society. Let my little turtle friend live, all right? And he looked good doing it. Those sunglasses look dope. They were awesome, and I love that anytime they needed him to do something badass, he always had the shades on deck. He's like, look, I may be like cool with Ash now, but I still does this, all right? I'm still from the streets. <laughs> Did you keep with Pokemon 
after the first couple generations or no? I definitely lived that Gen 1 life. Like, that was yeah. my Pokemon. By the time Gold and Silver happened, I started phasing out a little bit because I remember seeing the movie that was also based on that. Was it uh, Pokemon 2000? Yes. So, but for some reason, like, I tried Gold and Silver, and I don't know why, like, I, of course, I made fun of Doris, but I was Doris in a scenario where I'm like, great, now there's times of day. Great, now it actually affects when I can catch these Pokemon. Great, now there's all these weird eye things that are in the shape of letters. Now I gotta figure out some sort of secret. Like, I just want to catch Pokemon. I thought the starters sucked. I hated Chikorita. Syndicate was kind of cute. I think, was it Totodile? Was the other yeah. one? And I'm like, Totodile's like, you know what? He's just happy to be there, but I, I don't feel like I can go into battle with you. He'd be trying to hug everybody. You're, you're just way too pleasant. <laughs> and Chikorita was trying so hard to be loved. Like, I felt like they're like, look, plant-based Pokemon starters always get shit. So we're going to make Chikorita, like, outgoing. And I did not like it. So I played it for a little bit, dropped off. I didn't come back in until Diamond and Pearl. Okay. That was my reintroduction to Pokemon, because I, I love Diamond and Pearl, and I'm so glad they're coming out with the remakes for those, because it was, mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like one of the best Pokemon games. So I did, I did Red and Blue, I did Yellow, I did Gold and Silver, and then after that, I'm like, there's too many Pokemon. I just, I, I can't with this. It's too stressful. <laughs> um, And dipped out and kind of never really fully committed to dipping back in. Part of that is just because, like, I have never really had a Nintendo console past the Game Boy Color. Oh, so you never actually owned a DS or, like, 3DS? No. Okay. No, I had a, a Vita for a little bit, and then it broke, and I never replaced it. I did not know you owned a Vita. Like I said, it wasn't for very long. It broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only really, like, handheld gaming I do now is on my phone. I would get a Switch. They look they look cool. I think you would love the Switch so much. I know I know with the Switch, like in looking at a lot of the games that have come on it, like I'm there. Like it's it's a lot of games that have a vibe that I would enjoy. It's just one of those where like I didn't really think that I needed one and by the time I was like, Yes, that would be cool. Uh the entire world decided that they needed one to play Animal Crossing on, so Oh, you can find a light pretty, like, if you want one, of course, that connects to, like, a TV, you yeah. might be a little SOL, but the light, I still find them pretty regularly. I'll investigate further. I owned a PSP. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't into the PSP. Like, okay, it was technologically superior to Nintendo systems, but I feel like uh -huh. that little control nub, like, what was that? <laughs> what was the nub, Ashley? I, I don't know. <laughs> the Vita is like into this like to this to this day. <laughs> to this day. Um I still can't find a like a Vita that's like under 300 bucks. I'm like, why am I spending nearly four hundred dollars for like an ancient handheld that nobody plays? That nobody played. Nobody played and like I think Dave has a Vita. Because <laughs> I remember him talking about it one day when we were playing GTA. Like I think he owns one. So okay, no one other than Dave plays a Vita. <laughs> Mine, mine, like, didn't even last three months. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not hard on technology. Like, I'm not hard on my electronics. So, wait, you weren't losing the game and spiking it like a football in rage? No. 
I treat my electronics with respect. Which, by the way, I'm not promoting the channel necessarily, but my new thing is I watch one video out of sheer boredom. But now YouTube, it's like all of my suggested videos are like compilations of like live streamers raging on their equipment. Oh my god! Like imagine, oh. <laughs> like imagine being so upset at Fortnite. And that's the thing. A lot of those guys play on fucking computer, like, PC setups that are worth more than my fucking car. <laughs> like, the shit is wild. The idea that they're just, like, gonna fucking rage and, and smash through a $2,000 monitor or whatever the fuck, like, that is some entitled bullshit. Like, do you, I guess. But, like, also therapy is a whole thing. It's fine. Hi, this is Adrian from Talking Like a Teen. I'm here to tell you that your mental health is very important, and please take care of yourself. And also, if you need the help of a professional, please seek one out. With that said, though, yeah, these dudes have, like, (laughs) several, like, 5,000, like, I've seen the price tags on these rigs. So you're talking multiple monitors, keyboards, mice, cameras, lighting, and yet these dudes, like, you lose because you thought you won Fortnite and you're hitting the Millie Rock and someone blasts you with a shotgun. Meanwhile, in less than 30 seconds, you've destroyed your entire equipment. Keep in mind, if you look at the background, all of their bedrooms look like prison cells. Right? It's just like Spartan, like, white walls. <laughs> It's like plain navy blue sheets on a mattress on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, go to, like, the money you spend on here, you could have furnished the whole house from Ikea. <laughs> it's like one Boondog Saints poster in the background. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> That's hyper specific, because I swear to God, one of them probably did. It's not great. <laughs> and also, some of them have actual, like, punching bags or, like, dummies in the area. So you're thinking, hey, they're going to rage out. They could punch this thing that's designed to be punched. Nope. Let me axe kick my desk in half <laughs> off of Fortnite. <laughs> have you experienced Fortnite? Like, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, and we're going to group the Nintendo things together. Okay, so are we uh, not doing the other two? We'll we'll go back. We'll okay. go back around. Uh, I just realized it was stupid to have a Nintendo thing and then some other things and then go back to Nintendo. Thing. Oh, I didn't worry about it, but that's okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. Again, we were a very like Sony-heavy household. That was where our brand loyalty lied. But... Even though we didn't have an N64, like everyone I fucking knew had one. So mm-hmm. I've I've played my fair share of N64 games. So that was kind of the next spot that we went to on this list. Um, what did you choose? What was your choice? Hey kids, you know what? We did it last time. Let's bring back story time. Hit the theme, please. And now it's time for another edition of the Winded Nostalgia-Filled Ramblings of Adrian King in a segment we like to call Storytime. Here is your host, Adrian King. In 1996, if you were in the market to buy both a Nintendo 64 and a Tickle Me Elmo for your kids at Christmas, there was a good possibility you might have been shot at. 
keep in mind, an Elmo doll that giggled and vibrated in the video game console that most kids, not the cool gamer kids, but most some kids would be like, I'm bored after this. I don't even know how this Mario day you won't jump right. Your parents probably got into a fist fight with somebody in the Toys R Us parking lot. It was that popular. Fast forward 10 years later, and people were still getting their asses beat over a Nintendo system and a Tickle Me Elmo. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> N64 was a whole thing. I just wanted to point it out. People were shot for N64s. This has been another edition of the Winded Nostalgia-Filled Ramblings of Adrian King and the segment called Storytime. It was wild, though. Like, I remember a cousin of mine being, like, the perfect age for Tickle Me Elmo and having legit, like, her parents and my parents and their parents and, like, their friends all, like, trying to hunt down this stupid doll that just laughed creepily and wiggled. Shout out to the Toys R Us on the way in New Jersey uh, for not calling the authorities on me as I set off every Tickle Me Elmo on the aisle and <laughs> ran out of the store. Statue of limitations, you can't get me. Oh my god. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. So yeah, like, we were a Nintendo household. The games that Nintendo 64 had, despite the very odd control and everything, they had some amazing hits. Yeah. Like, ridiculous standard test of time hits. This is actually where I struggled the most. And I would have thought that, like, I would have struggled with, like, PS2 or PS1. But I really thought about N64. I'm like, my God, like, what do I choose? Because there's two games, of course, that were my standouts. It was Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and Goldeneye. Oh, hell yeah. I love Goldeneye. I've noticed in telling these stories, and especially with the last episode, I do most of my best gaming when I'm either sick or infirmed. <laughs> it does seem to be a running theme. It does, because you know what it is? There's all these games that I play, and it's like you jump through them. But there is something about not being able to really actively get up and move that forces you to really just focus on the task at hand. Mm -hmm. So when it's video games, so I remember I had a bad cold, but it was also like blizzards outside because this is like 99, I think, or 98. There was nothing to do but play Ocarina of Time and listen to Weezer's Blue Album because I had borrowed it from my friend and I hadn't given it back to him. So I'm like, well, might as well listen to Weezer. Ocarina of Time is, of course, one of like the biggest Zelda games and, you know, that early 3D era that kind of ushered the rest of the Zelda franchise, you mm-hmm. know, cultural milestone, blah, 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 blah. It's an amazing game, but it was not GoldenEye. <laughs> For a solid three, four, five years, whether my cousins, my friends, relatives, Freemasons, priests. <laughs> Paladins, clerics, rogues, thieves, <laughs> everybody played Goldeneye. And it is far from the first first-person shooter that existed. But it was also one of the first where the game supposes, hey, maybe your objective isn't to kill everybody. Right. <laughs> Some of these people yet to leave alive. And that was the cool part because it was like there was stealth aspects. There were things you actually had to sneak around and you actually had to like fulfill objectives other than kill everybody, grab a key, open the door. It's now it's kill some people, grab a key and open the door. And also shout out to the scientists who you'd sometimes accidentally hit while spraying a room and they'd shoot back. <laughs> yep. 
because I hated that. Like, I'm trying to save you. Why are you throwing a grenade at me at both of our feet? Now we're both dead and no one's better for it. Thank you for that, by the way, scientists. I hope you're happy. you started it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking scientific method, this shit. Eat grenade. See what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's full of hollow points. (laughs) But the campaign was great, but it was the multiplayer. Yeah. That multiplayer is just so fun. And also rare in their great brilliance. We're like, hey, kids, you like this game, but your mom and dad aren't going to let you play because you're shooting people, right? So we're going to put this thing in here called paintball mode, where you can then tell your mom, I'm not shooting people with bullets. I'm hitting him with paint, but somehow it's still causing him to drop. It's just a lot of paint, and he's very tired. (laughs) And that was the thing. Like, for me, again... I wasn't allowed to play sort of shootery games. So like I was sneaking over to play these games at like friends' houses and stuff. Yeah. Like the, the paintball mode got me out of some trouble because it wasn't that violent. (laughs) Also, I just did a like four day video game convention, like on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really cool because I forgot the artist, but they were covering one of the songs from Goldeneye. All I had typed in chat was, show of hands, who's down for slappers only? Everybody loses their shit, and I love that. Like <laughs> Talking about things that are old, I wonder if you were to talk to that same co-worker and mention Goldeneye, would she still be confused? Because I wonder what went further, Master P or Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> I, know, I know you and I are of, are of like minds on this, but like... He's underrated as far as as far as Bonds. Absolutely. He was, he was very good. It's it's not his fault that he got like minimal shit to do or like goofy shit to do. Not only Goldeneye, but he, his face is on like the next like five James Bond video games. Mm-hmm. Did you play any of the other ones? Alright, so let's see. Agent Under Fire I played. Okay, Nightfire is dope. Actually, I still play that uh to this day. To this day! <laughs> You cannot say that without no. referencing that. I do at it. All. I do it in my head every time. So you're fine. You might as well do it out loud. <laughs> uh, Nightfire was good. Everything or nothing was bomb because that was the one that had like Heidi Klum. I think was in it, like Shannon Elizabeth, because this is the early 2000s. Um, <laughs> speaking of ghetto superstar Maya, did the theme song like? Oh hell yeah! That game is great. However, the only problem was, like, hey, James Bond, here's your new car. Um, you get a Porsche SUV. <laughs> Just like every other fucking soccer mom out here in the county. The name's practice. Soccer practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because I don't think I played any other ones. I think I just played Goldeneye. But it's funny that you said you hadn't played the other James Bond games because, um, at least if last episode's any indication, you were saying that you missed a lot of the PlayStation 2 era, which is where a lot of those games took place. So that makes sense. I didn't pick Goldeneye. Um, I thought about it. It was on my short list. But I ended up doing, like, the most chalk pick, and I went Mario Kart. 
That's not a bad choice at all. <laughs> Mario Kart on N64, it's essentially like, do you want all of the friendship losing mechanics of Goldeneye, but you drive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, who is who is your main from Mario Kart? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, I was... <laughs> At that same convention I was just mentioning, uh, someone does a cover of Toad's Turnpike. Uh-huh. And I just had typed shout out <laughs> to all the trauma received from hearing Toad scream at the top of his lungs every time he gets screamed by a bus. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, but his was literally like, ah! Like, he literally was screaming in uh-huh. agony. Like, at least Mario had the cartoon. It's like, oh, oh, this is weird. Oh, 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 oh no, rolling down the hill. Toad just screams. And it's horrific <laughs> to a child. But Toad oh, was my man. main. But my God, I hated falling off of things. Oh, man. Who was yours? It was Toad. It was always Toad. I would occasionally dip dip my toe in the Yoshi pool. But... Come on now. Like, Mario Kart just fucking rules. And it's it's one of those games... It's one of those games that's still just, like... Makes my whole heart smile. Just thinking about it. Dave and I are playing It Takes Two. We finished up It Takes Two last night. And one of the, the like, last little uh, levels that you do is basically a Rainbow Road ripoff. And it is one of those where, like, it made me smile. And it made my soul kind of, like, curdle in itself at the same time. Because, like, fuck <laughs> and yet <laughs> and yet what can what can you do but smile fondly when you think about it every town has an elm street and every mario car has a rainbow road exactly <laughs> stuff of nightmares because you're like rainbow road this is fun until see why did i spend the early part of this podcast mocking people for destroying their computers as if i didn't rage at every mario car game <laughs> Because when you were towed and like Bowser or Donkey Kong bumped into you, you yeah. pretty much were careening off of the road. Yeah. But your cart was more maneuverable. Also, shout out to the Rumble Pack. I'm not surprised. Like, if our whole fucking gaming generation developed Carpal Tunnel from having to hold up those giant, unruly fucking N64 controllers, I would not be surprised. I guess this next little section, we're going to go back a little bit further and we're going to talk about some Sega. Because for me and my household, Sega Genesis was the first video game console that we got, like collectively as a unit. And my choice for that was it, there's a game that's not good. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but it is a game that I've chosen that's basically purely out of nostalgia it was one of those one of the few games that i could convince my mom like as a little kid to like sit down and play with me it's a game called columns but columns went though like columns was surprisingly popular columns for for people that don't know is technically a game that was ported from the atari to the genesis and now apparently exists as an android ios game called magic jewelry I guess that was what it was called in Japan. Think Bejeweled, honestly. It's pretty similar to that. It's a, you know, match three, Tetris-y sort of game. And it was just one of those few times where, like, my mom, who was a very busy lady dealing with two annoying kids and, you know, trying to make a go of life in the 90s, 
would like take time to sit down and just like hang out with us kids and play video games and actually like was good at it and had fun. I don't know. It just, it just makes me smile. That was also the era in which I remember EA being like huge because they had like the Madden games, they had NHL, Mm -hmm. um, General Chaos, Road Rash, like EA was just crushing it in the Sega Genesis era. I wanted to include one of those games, but the game I went for was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Okay, so see, this is why I fuck with you, Ashley, because that <laughs> game went. Now, the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for Sega was good, but uh-huh. the movie, that game was epic. Also, that movie is an episode, right? That's a stay tuned in. If half. we do not do that, then we are canceling the show, and All I'm right. telling everybody to not listen to it because there's rats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, so stay tuned for that at some point. We'll hell we'll yeah, knock, I'm we'll adding it to the out. list. Hell yeah, let's go. Because the the game's like, hey, it's called Money More from Power Rangers the movie. There are only like two levels that are actually based on the movie. Uh huh. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the game is just like. They've already seen the movie, but how about you play through the entire story arc of, like, season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? And I'm like, fucking yes, please. (laughs) Because the whole game, they really did just do this thing in, like, the second level where, like, Rocky, Aisha, and uh, Adam are like, damn, Ivan News sucks. Hey, remember when we first joined this team? I'm like, are are you really reminiscing while this guy's destroying the city? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that game was so much fun. Yeah, that is a game I haven't thought of illegitimately. Like, I think about it all the time. I, I really do. It's so much fun. And I'm not going to say it in line because I'm not going to have to yell it again. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> That's the rule now. You, you just day, have to whisper um, it as solemnly as possible. <laughs> to this day... I still think about that game, and if I can find an excuse to play it somehow, even if it's on the emulator, I will. Now I want to find it. Now I want to find it and replay it. it, Again, it's probably been fucking 25 years at this point. Now, I'm assuming because it's listed here, you played it. Did you own a Dreamcast? Because I don't remember if we ever talked about this. Uh, I actually didn't have a Dreamcast. I had a friend who I spent a lot of time with who had a Dreamcast. So... It was added to the list. That's a whole other episode. God, that system was really ahead of its time, and it was so cool. And even had the little thing, like the Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure, where you can, like, it's like a little Tamagotchi, but it was also a memory card. Like, it was so cool. It did a lot of, of really interesting stuff. It just has one of the shortest console cycles, and to the point where after this, Sega was like, yeah, we're out of this. We're just going to make games, and it's really bittersweet. I'll go ahead and go first because my, my choice was not that inspired, but it is fun. I chose Marvel versus Capcom Clash of the Superheroes. Fuck yes. One of the greatest fighting uh, games of all time. Don't even worry about it. Exactly. The most disrespectful beatdowns. <laughs> that was just one of those games. Like this was because it was released, I think, early like 1998. This was around the time in which I was doing a lot of babysitting for the, for the kids in the neighborhood. And I just remember like 
it was one of those where like we called it babysitting, but it was basically me just hanging out with kids, playing video games, and getting paid for it. And it fucking ruled. That's what babysitting should be. And playing a lot of this game because one of the kids that I sat for on a regular basis had had a Dreamcast, and this was a favorite of ours. Um. How did you take care of small children playing this game and not wild out on them? See, okay, kids, <laughs> just an FYI, for anyone who's listening who was of a certain age, long before online gaming became a thing, you actually had to be in the room with the person you were playing against. And if yeah. you pissed him off... Chuck a controller at your head. Exactly. Or hit. Or just even just looked at disappointingly, which also hurt. And I feel like... <laughs> Shout out to Nintendo for reminding us of that. Like, you can get these hands locally. You don't have to be online. Right? <laughs> Nintendo's like, hey, because the commercial's like, hey, it's the Wii. Hang out with your family. Play bowling. No, it's the let's have a whole divorce play out. Like, it's like marriage story, but just put Wii remotes in her hands. <laughs> oh, man. God. But, yeah, that game is so good. So um. Good. So I have to ask, who who was your main in this game? Oh, were were you were you a Marvel guy or were you a Capcom guy? I was I was Marvel always. Like yeah, make my Marvel. Um, <laughs> see, I liked Spider Man because he was quick, but mm-hmm. I usually went with Wolverine because again, I that was just the age yeah. and the time. It was just it was it was Claw City, baby. Chun Li all the way, kicking the shit out of everybody. That is how we do things. People really don't think about how OP Chun Li is in like Street right? Fighter games. Like, oh, I want to be Ryu. Fuck Ryu. Chun Li is where it's at. Right? Honestly, I was more Team Ken. He had the better theme song. Right? <laughs> yeah, he was the obnoxious blonde American, but he was quicker because it's like, okay, Ryu. It's like I could hit you once, but it's gonna take me forever to get a second hit. I don't have that much time. I'm impatient, so I'm just going to hit you with a bunch of weak punches and annoy the piss out of you. And I'm going to hit you with a Hadouken at point-blank range, because I'm an asshole like that. <laughs> well, and I always did the the thing that, that made my brother fucking nuts, where you just, like, pin him in the corner and kick him to death. <laughs> Alan, if you're listening, I hate you. <laughs> you see, I I think that's just like a like a... 999 IQ kind of play <laughs> that older that older sisters know what's up. Cause I couldn't even fly kick her because basically uh-huh. if you go to jump at them, the kick still goes too high. Yep. It is yep. unbreakable. Yep. <laughs> Works. <laughs> Works every fucking time. God, like Street Fighter in Mar- like Capcom games ruined families. It really did. <laughs> My my poor little brother. I talked to him recently. He was like, I, I like to just watch people play video games. I don't like to play them now. It makes me too mad. He's like, it just it makes me too frustrated and too mad. Because I just remember, like, always losing and stuff to you. And it made it bad. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm sorry I ruined video games for you forever. Yeah, but- how hard did you kick them? Like, <laughs> did we play the same game? Did you use a cheat? <laughs> Damn, you literally just, like, whipped this man out of video game playing for good. <laughs> Golly. Between between all the fighting games, like, all the Mortal Kombat's and Marvel vs. Capcom kind of stuff, and Crash Team Racing destroyed his ability to play video games, apparently. <laughs> Mario Kart was bad. Crash Team Racing was on some next-level bullshit. 
It really, truly was. If you're in first place, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, don't. <laughs> Stay dead last the whole race and then just come up at the last second. Because if you were out there, like a lot of people do in Racing Games, Crash Team Racing essentially is just like, well, I guess you just like losing. <laughs> right? Oh, man. What's your Dreamcast game? Oh, this is tough because my heart wants to say Soul Calibur. A soul still burns. <laughs> to this day, like I, to this day, <laughs> I can't. God, like, someone's gonna you. Come. You have to cut that audio in at some point in this episode, otherwise, people don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> just, just open with the show. Just to this day, I yes. was walking. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, otherwise, like, 16% of this episode doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do any of them really? I'm, I kid. So, like, Redacted. this is tough, because I want to go Sonic Adventure, I want to go Soul Calibur, but I have to go Sonic Adventure 2, only because the opening of that game is so fucking cool. It starts off with you rolling down hills, dodging streetcars, being chased by a truck with one of the greatest theme songs ever. Because if you do not sing Follow Me at the top of your lungs, <laughs> it was such a cool way to open the game. And it makes no sense. And at one point, Sonic's snowboarding down the street. It's bonkers. It And then Sonic apparently is like wearing soap shoes. The ones where they had like the grooves where you could like grind down rails. <laughs> And that was like a whole game mechanic. Like it just made no sense, but it was just loud, obnoxious, but it was still damn fun. Also, one of the few games I had to take a break because I almost threw up in one of the last levels because it went way too fast. <laughs> and you don't, you don't get real barfy with games. No, I don't. But that one was just like we don't care about your feelings or your equilibrium. <laughs> Rolling oh, around man. at the speed of sound. Got places to go, gotta follow my rainbow. That's right. I haven't played it, and I desperately want to, because, just because I've heard how fucking wild it is. The, um, <laughs> it's so good. The, the Bioware Sonic game came out on DS. It's like... Oh, the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, which, I'm sorry, that there's only one Dark Brotherhood in my world, and that's, that's Skyrim. But, sure, whatever. Um... No, I never played it, but I've heard that it's bonkers. So this last little section is kind of all over the place. I put in parentheses very kindly, just one or two of just like that person's choice. So like here, here are a couple of wild card options. Do with it as you please. So I picked two <laughs> for the Xbox 360 which was a console I did not own, a thousand percent. I used that to get Mass Effect 2 on my list. Nice. <laughs> Just because I can't be on a desert island with, with all my video games and not have my space friends and my medieval friends. So this was how I got my space friends. And then my other choice is actually, I had originally had something else and I changed it. There's a mobile game that I have played for over a year. I think it's it's been out like a year and a half now. It's a Digimon game. What? <laughs> it's like a, it's like a Digimon RPG that huh. is a mobile game. It's called Digimon Rearise and it is so fun. 
for me, a person who enjoys like all of the tedium of an RPG. So you're like, you know, you're raising your little Digimon from eggs to like the big bad monsters. And you have to spend all of this time like exercising each specific thing to make them well-rounded. There's a story mode. It has some player choice, but it doesn't really impact anything. There's just like all of, all of the like, you know, you've got items, you've got things that you can give your, your Digimon to enhance them so that they fight better. There's like online matchmaking where you can like fight with your friends or fight with strangers. Like it's just, it's just a neat little game that I spend way too much fucking time messing with. And it's a mobile game. It's wild. I love it. It's great. If anybody is playing it, seriously message me. I will be your friend. I will hook you up with things. It's fine. It's cool as hell. I really like it. And you know me, like I, I like Digimon more than the average person. Like most people, at least, you know, from our time, we're Pokemon people. And I, I, you know, I like Pokemon as well, but like, Hey, we all live in a Pokemon world. That's right. Digimon fucking rules also. So yeah, Digimon Rearise is the name of the app. I know it is I know it is free on Google Play. I don't know about iOS because I don't fuck with iPhones. But I don't want <laughs> to hear that, Apple <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I've talked shit about Apple before. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is it is free to play. This is a game that I've spent a bunch of time on and I've never dropped a dime of real money on. So it's not like those like freemium games where you can't get ahead without spending money it's okay because i hate those yeah it's dope so here is your chance to pick you some options all right so basically i could pick two games yeah pick two games pick well pick two systems that we haven't already talked about oh it has to be fun we haven't talked about already shit (laughs) then i made a terrible mistake uh it's cheat time because it's a list well, I was going to pick the Mass Effect trilogy for PS3 <laughs> since they're all together. That is true. Well, here's here's what you do. I'm going to I'm going to help you cheat your list. <laughs> you know what? I'm an honorable person. Okay. I've never done anything wrong. I've never even lied. Yeah, that's right. You never cheated. You never cheated on any of his list. You didn't cheat last fucking episode. That wasn't cheated. Okay, I did cheat. Like, but no, but we had the built-in fail save, so that way it wasn't cheating. <laughs> Don't call me out. I tried. I know. Here's the real play. You get a get a PS5 and get the legendary edition. That's the real play. The real play <laughs> is having to rob somebody for a while because I can't find a PS5. Uh yeah, apparently no one else can either. But I do want to talk about something on a console that we have not discussed already. Shoot. It's a cult hit. I can't even believe that so many people love this game that much that 15 years later, damn near, we're getting a sequel um, for the Nintendo DS The World Ends With You. I don't even know how I heard about this game. It was just, that's a cool title. It's Square Enix. Give me this game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I put in one last little subsection of just an online game. I, as a general rule, because lady gamers are treated weirdly, didn't play a lot of online games with strangers. 
until one day my friend Adrian said, hey, you should play Grand Theft Auto V online with us. And I was very hesitant because I'm like, man, I don't, I'm bad at these kind of games. And like, I just, I was unsure of how I would be, you know, sort of handled by a group of your friends. And like, I was very hesitant about it. And I was worried that it was going to be one of those things that I did twice and then didn't like and then would dip out and have to feel guilt forever and ever. And obviously, that is not how that played out. (laughs) (laughs) To wax poetic about our friends for a minute, like, they are. They're our friends. They're our family now. They're my friends and they're my family now, too. And that's fucking cool. For that, like, I have to owe you a great big thank you because, like, they didn't have to be as kind and as accepting and willing to put up with my weird ass as they were and as they are. <laughs> um, but I should have fucking known from the get that they would be because they're friends with you. You think you fucking cry in this podcast? <laughs> I'm a big dork, all right? But no, thank you, because I, I, what can I even say at this point? Like, I mean, that means a lot. So I don't know how far we should even go into it, if it even makes any sense to anybody else. But so it all started out kind of as, I want to say like a, a kind of a joke, but not like a like trolling kind of thing. My cousin G and I, the summer we first started playing, I had moved in with Eileen in Long Island. And of course, this is not only the furthest from home I've ever lived, not to sound like fucking Samwise Gamgee and shit, <laughs> but like that and we're a household and actively like a part of their life, you know, and it's me kind of just living this domestic life and doing the dad thing and G and I, you know, that was our thing. We just decided to start playing Grand Theft Auto Online just as a means to sort of just hang out because I wasn't home. And there were some people we met. Um, one of them was actually Billy, who was actually part of our first crew. Billy's been with us pretty much since, like, close to day one. I love that kid. Shout out to Billy, by the way. Love Hell that yeah. Dude. In the game, one of the cars, gosh, I can't even remember the name of the car right now. The Phoenix? You can fashion that car to make it look like... Dominic Toretto's uh, muscle car from Fast and Furious 6, the one with the really big-ass spoiler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, it's like, so we're riding around in this car. It's like, how funny if we just kind of, like, made our characters look like Fast and Furious characters? So I found an online tutorial and turned my character into <laughs> Paul Walker. And G made his dude bald, and, you know, he kind of was like this Toretto facsimile. You know, I brought on friends of mine. He brought on friends of his. You know, we brought Dave on. You know, our buddy Atlas. And I realized it was less about the game because it's like, look, it's repetitive. You know, we steal supplies, we make sales, we'll do missions where it's like steal this thing, blow this thing up, shoot this guy, steal this car, drive here. Right. Basically, every every mission is just like drive someplace, kill some guys, drive away. Right. <laughs> but we, it was really just about us getting together. And I've never, like, I've had people that I played online with before. And had befriended, but we just were getting together just to just hang out and really just be there for each other. And especially with all the stuff that's been going on in our lives, like the fact that we can get together, blow some stuff up and have some laughs and, you know, even help each other out has been weird because like you like, okay, 
I'll never know what it's like to be a woman or a female like playing online games because I know it it could be a lot. Mm-hmm. People are just horrible online. Yes. Anytime I've logged on, it's just always been a blast. And thank you for being a part of it because, you know, we've always had fun on there. But I think having someone that I can actually ride around with and just <laughs> sing Todd Rundgren with has been just. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to drive around in a fucking fake L.A. and feel things internationally. And that's just the way that it is. <laughs> song fucking rules uh, it really does <laughs> but yeah like video games man like they're a whole thing they're a whole thing they make you feel things they bring together people to create communities and apparently hand-eye coordination i don't know did we disprove that that video games help with hand-eye coordination i i know that was the thing back in like the the 90s that we always would tell our parents and be like nah it's cool video games are good for us hand-eye coordination I don't know what that is. I just like pressing buttons. (laughs) Well, um, you can find us many places online. TLAT Podcast is the handle for Instagram and Twitter. We have an email address. I don't remember what it is. It's TLATPodcast at gmail.com. That's right. That's why you normally do this and not me. Uh... (laughs) Uh, every Tuesday I try and post a song or something that I'm listening to on the Instagram, Tuesday Tunes. They're fun. Find us and stream us pretty much anywhere that fine, fine podcasts are curated. And thank you for listening. Since Ashley did the honor of running down all our formation, I will say that if you are swallowed by a whale, tap X repeatedly because it's probably a quick time event. It's a thousand percent a quick time event. Have a good night, everybody. To this day! <laughs> to this day! I was walking with the dog.